0: It's about the tools we use. It's about the stories we tell. It's about how we change. It's evolution, baby. So there's this idea that one of my teachers, Donnie, talks about. And it's that pain is an important signal that a system is out of alignment, that it's not working, that something's wrong. And one of the big things a lot of Western medicine gets wrong is we try to just get rid of the pain and take the system back to where it was and ignore it. And that obviously can often have severe long-term consequences, because the pain itself is the signal that the, it is the message that needs to be received, that things need to change. Something is out of alignment, something isn't working. So we're living in an incredibly intense moment right now. COVID has descended, and a pandemic of global proportions is here, And unsurprisingly, it strikes and includes a fever. And fever, like pain, um, it's actually the solution, meaning the fever is the cure. The whole idea of the fever is to burn out the elements of the system that aren't in integrity or alignment. And so, to me, part of what's been intense about feeling this building over the last month or two is that this feels like the descent of a global fever. What I mean by that is everything is being ratcheted up. All the intensities are being turned up. The heat is literally being turned up. And we see this very strongly, I would say most strongly, here in the U.S., my home country where some pretty intense divisions are becoming even more hardened and solidified. It's pretty scary in some sense. For me, the most frightening thing right now isn't actually the impact of the virus, which there's ways we can treat, ways we can handle with good management and planning, and it's just terrifying that people are dying at the rate they are, but at some point we'll have a vaccine, we'll have antivirals that work, social distancing will kick into effect. What scares me is the fever that's breaking between the different worldviews in our country right now though. Meaning, you know, I spent my 20s and beyond studying integral theory, which a large part of that is that consciousness develops. And it develops in very specific structure stages that, amazingly enough, there's a mirror between each individual. The path each of us as individuals take from the moment we're born to the moment we die mirrors the path of consciousness that has descended over the last millions and hundreds of millions of years. We all walk the mirror of these paths of consciousness. Now, integral is this idea that there's a bunch of structure stages that the world has gone through and is going through that exist in conflict with each other, meaning they all think they're the one that has it right and the other one is wrong. And in fact, many of the stages can't see the other stages. And each stage is created in reaction to the stage before it. And that's the one it reacts against the most. And so part of the intensity in our country right now is it's having to straddle more stages of consciousness than it ever had to straddle before. The United States, being a fairly late blooming country in the history of the planet, really came to being in the 1700s, during the time of the Enlightenment, when rational, modern thought was descending. The scientific method. This idea that every single person has an amount of liberty, a right to live free. Now, the stages that came before it, beige which is kind of undifferentiated consciousness purple which is magic and a type of blood bond tribal consciousness red which is known as like warrior consciousness it's you follow me because I am the conqueror I have the most power As long as you follow me, you are safe. Then there's blue consciousness or amber consciousness, which is traditional. That was the birth of, really, religion. As long as you and me believe the same faith, we can live as brother and sister. And a lot of that still exists in our country. It was founded in that with a a bit of a modern leading edge to it. And then what started to descend in the 50s and 60s is green consciousness or postmodern consciousness. And postmodern consciousness is the biggest interrupt yet. It's the one whose job is to point out the pathology of all the systems that came before. It's the one that points out, hey, everybody's embedded in a structure. In that structure benefits some people more than other people. This has to be corrected. It's one that says nobody's truth is better than any other. It's one that says hierarchy is bad. And it's one that's incredibly strong in our culture right now and has been growing for a long time. The leading edge of the left has tended to be kind of pc Green culture pointing out all the power differentials. And it's great. It's totally necessary. However, my teacher Ken, he wrote many years ago, he wrote this crazy book called Boomeritis. And it was a prescription, or it was a it was an educated guess, a warning of sorts, that he saw that one of the blindnesses of postmodern consciousness and Truth becoming completely relative, there is no right or wrong, there is no better or worse, all reality is subjective, is that it leaves a big vacuum for a power god, red warrior consciousness, to step in. And because of postmodernism's inability. To say anything is better or worse, this power goes uncontested. And I actually think we're living in that moment. Ken predicted it in terms of terrorism. He thought what would happen is a postmodern tool or a modern tool, something like a bomb, would be used by a pre-modern culture, a warrior culture, to hurt us. And that's the truth. In the past, before we were a global culture, the thing that stopped the world from ending was limits. There were geographical limits on things. A monopoly could only get as big as its region. A tribe could only burn as much forest as in their immediate vicinity, accessible vicinity. What's changed now is we're global. Everything is global. The most dangerous things are not warriors showing up at our door. They're cyberterrorism. They're pandemics. They're viruses. And they're the state we live in right now of postmodernism has deconstructed so much. We're living in an intense pandemic and we're arguing over what's real and what's true. People's values, their identity of consciousness, is filtering and aided by technology in creating their reality. And this divide is just growing stronger and stronger and stronger right now. It's intense and in a state-by-state state level. I've had some intense arguments online with people in a way that I've never seen possible. And so the heat's being turned up. And the same people that studied and discovered and illuminated these stages of consciousness, they talked about one thing that you can't really predict or create them. And what they saw in the evidence, this was Claire Graves, Don Beck, and I can't think of the other guy, something Cohen, was that it's circumstance that causes evolution, that causes emergence. Something shifts in a system, and a new level of complexity is required to deal with it and solve that problem. So it's a novel emergence. And though there's been lots of strategies, even in the integral world, for how do we foster the growth of consciousness, this thing about circumstance seems to be the one that is the most verifiable And so here we are in the middle of this pandemic, a global pandemic that cannot be solved at a national level. Can't close your gates forever. We're in a global economy. It just will not work. And yet we're trying to solve it from these early stages of consciousness. And we have this very problem that Ken predicted, which I would call boomeritis, of green postmodern relative consciousness, allowing a warrior god to go uncontested. except now, his name's Donald Trump. And whatever your beliefs are about him, I do not hate him, but I do believe he is of warrior consciousness, and it's impossible for him to think about anyone but him but himself. His lens for who's on his team or not is who loves me, who has pledged fealty with me. He just made this crazy tweet on Twitter the other day about us and them, that the only real Americans are the ones that believe him and support him. And if you don't, you're not a real American. It's crazy. And it's dangerous, and it's scary. Because I don't see how this gets mended in the current system. But that's where the hope is, for me, that in this global pandemic, we need a global solution. We need a global level of consciousness that recognizes, and this is what we call integral consciousness, it's a significant leap. It's unlike all the other consciousnesses that came before it, because it's not only aware of the system it's embedded in, It's aware of the necessity of all the previous stages of consciousness to be. That they all have an important part to play. And that every human being has to move through all of them. You can't skip stages. And everybody starts at zero. This is why utopias never work. Because at some point, somebody comes in that isn't already at that level of consciousness. And exploits it. And so here's the moment, the moment that is not guaranteed. There is zero guarantee that this happens and we don't descend back into a global collapse and it's another dark age. This kind of shit can happen. But the moment could be this is also where we make the leap to integral consciousness, to a global consciousness, to a consciousness that is aware of all the components and how they move together and doesn't want to destroy the other ones, but supports the health of them each, meaning it wants to create the most healthy versions of those levels of consciousness so people can move through them, or at least be in them without being destructive. And so it's been an intense couple of years, I think particularly here in the West, we've gotten to live in this bubble of We've had some pretty intense moments, 9-11, some economic crashes, some wars, but nothing like this. Nothing where most Americans actually had their life change. The range of their freedom was altered. It's happening right now. It's unprecedented, certainly in my generation. And there's no guarantee it's going to happen, but this is the moment. This is the moment, I hope, an in integral consciousness descends. And that's going to come from individuals, from leaders, who see the value in other people's values and can speak towards them. One of the missing pieces we have in America right now is a healthy version of nationalism. It's been a, I've been squawking online about, where's the moonshot? Where's the thing we can orient towards that's a positive vision? Enemies can do that sometimes. We could consider the virus an enemy in that sense. But where's the national identity? We're Americans. Let's help each other out. Let's be the best at stopping this virus in the world. In fact, let's be so good, we help the whole planet in the process. And I don't see anyone speaking that yet. And I don't see anyone, even in our political leadership, Bernie, Biden, any of them, that can really speak to these different value memes of consciousness in a way where people don't feel attacked, but they feel heard and seen and united. So I don't know who that leader is, but we got to start. We got to start individually. And there was so much pathology already happening at a global level before the virus. That's the thing. People say the economy was working great, but they never ask, but for who? Who was it working great for? More social social isolation was already happening. Suicides were going up. Prescription drugs were going up. Addiction was going up. Not a lot of great signs that we're living in healthy, happy, connected communities and that we even value community. One of the things we don't do very well here in the US, that they do do a little bit better in some other cultures. So it comes down to this. The global fever is the cure. We are given a gift right now of this thing sweeping through and waking everyone up. The old system is not working. The old structures are no longer sufficient for the level of complexity it takes to interact in this world. This is the cure. This is the wake-up call. And we can either choose that and forge something new moving ahead, or we can try to go back to how it was, which would be just managing the pain. I just don't want to feel the pain, so I can go back to how I was as my teacher Donnie says. And we see that happening. How fast can we get back? How fast can we get back? Back to business. Back to normal life. It's never going to be normal again. Something is shifting right now. Something has already shifted. Your life is already different. The economy is already different. The globe is already different. The choice we have right now, does: do we let that difference drag us farther back or propel us forward. The, fear ve- the fever is here to burn out all these structures that are not working, but we have to name them and point them out and speak to what is it we want to create instead that respects the different worldviews, that respects the different levels of consciousness, that respects the planet, that respects each other it's a moment it's a moment many of us wished would come more softly that there would be this descent of integral consciousness and the world would function more in integrity and alignment and harmony and ease less conflict and war and destruction and death that doesn't seem to be how it's showing up this is how it's showing up. Something spreading so fast that everyone is susceptible to and that has radically hit pause on how the world works. That's the job of the fever. That's the job of the pain. It's to interrupt things and burn out what's not working. Pay attention. Pay attention. I don't have the answer for how to make this work, sure as shit don't, but I know we gotta start naming what we see and doing it in an open-hearted way. We're all human beings, we all want love and freedom. We may disagree about how to get there, but we're not each other's enemies. We need to stay resourced, we need to stay alert, we need to have a vision for what to move towards, otherwise this fever dream is going to take us down, we can't go back to what was, it's time for a vision of what's next, one that's far more in alignment and honors people wherever they're at and honors that there is such thing as better and worse, that there is such thing as deeper and shallower, that there is such thing as a natural hierarchy, a hierarchy born out of the depth of wisdom and capacity to see and feel. I certainly want my leaders to be at the apex of that, the most deeply practiced, the most deeply heartfelt, The most deeply able to hold multiple conflicting perspectives that all have a partial truth and have to make decisions from that place. But we got to start asking for it and we got to start naming it. The heat's going to keep getting turned up, the fever is here. It's here and we can either take it as something to get rid of and avoid and go back to sleep or we can allow it to burn, burn out all those structures that are pathological and no longer sufficient. and instead be replaced by far more flexible and fluid ones that recognize each other's strengths and gifts and weaknesses. The goal is not to change everybody, but to create the healthiest conditions in which change takes place. We are definitely not living in that time. that society. we got to take this seriously. This fever's real. It's not just about the virus. It's about straddling more levels of consciousness than have ever had to be straddled before in history. Simultaneously. To do that is going to take integral consciousness. It's going to take a consciousness that is aware of consciousness the value in each stage of it that doesn't try to destroy the other ones or shut them down but bring them to the greatest state of health the fever is the cure see you next time special shout out and thanks to screaming witness for the amazing intro and outro song check them out